turn your Bibles with me to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. And I will start my reading from verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children then hears, hears of God and joint hairs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us for the earnest expectation of the children of sorry of the creation eagerly wait for the revealing or the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creation was subject to sorry to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope, because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. That's where we are stopping our reading this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I'm sure we all have read this passage of the Bible at least once since we became born again. And I know for many of us, you've read it uncountable times. A sister once asked me many years ago. She said, brother, when will this scripture be fulfilled in our lives? And I think that's a big challenge. Many years ago, we were much younger than this then. Perhaps I'm talking about over 30 years ago. Because it was a burden in our hearts. Because it appears 
Each of us will read this and we're expecting that at some point, some people will arise to fulfill this. There are times you read certain aspects of the scripture and you are wishing, well, sometime in the time by and by, this will be fulfilled. Brothers and sisters, if that is the way we have treated this scripture, God wants us to have a different attitude to this passage this year, from this moment. God wants each of us to see ourselves in the fulfillment of this. I can assure you that angels are not coming to fulfill this. Hallelujah. Amen. This is going to be fulfilled by children of God just like yourself and myself. Amen. Amen. And each of us will decide whether this will be a reality that we will live in or not. That is where this is boiling down to. Amen. Amen. If we are talking about fulfilling destiny, this is something we all must take seriously and lay hold of. And so this year, God will be showing us what it really means for each of us to live in this wonderful prophetic scripture regarding the sons of God coming to manifestation for the deliverance of creation. Amen. Amen. There is no doubt that we have seen increasing frustration in our world. There is no doubt in our mind that truly creation is subjected to futility, to the pursuit of vanity. Hallelujah. But what is lacking generally with several of us is that we do not see our relevance in what is going on in our world today. Whilst the theme for this year is going to be manifesting as sons of God. My topic this morning is actually very simply put, your world needs you. Let me put it again. The world 
needs you. Hallelujah. And I want you to say to yourself, my world, this world I'm living in, needs me. Say it to yourself, the world needs me. I want to see each of us saying it to ourselves. Don't matter, say it clearly to yourself. Let others hear you. My world needs me. Hallelujah. Until we begin to see that this world needs us, we will not be able to fulfill this scripture. We will continue to lament, we will continue to groan, we will continue to do exactly what the world is doing, rather than seeing the fact that the world out there, the cry out there, is actually for you and for me to do something. Amen. Is someone getting the point we are making this morning? This is serious business. The scripture clearly is telling us here that the creation is being deliberately subjected to fertility. Not willingly. But can I tell you? By God himself. With the hope that a people will arise in his name that will bring succor, will bring help to this needy world. Are we getting this point we are making this morning? When we see the world covered in darkness, when you see a place that is in darkness, what does that place need? Tell me. The place needs light. Isn't it? Then the scripture says, you and I, we are the light of the world. So which means the creation, the world around us, the society around us is subjected to groaning in darkness with the hope that light will appear in their situation and circumstances. Hallelujah. This morning's message is not really a lot of exposition yet. It's just to challenge our heart to something. Do you see your place? in the world. Did you see, you know, are you seeing your place in the issues that are going on around us, in our community? Have you discovered your relevance? In the gloom and the doom 
that our world is experiencing. If we don't, then it will be, it will be sad. It will simply show that we don't know who we are. Let me take us back. Mark did a good job by putting all the messages that the Lord taught us last year together for us. Do you know that all what those messages are, even the one before then, the year before then, they were all helping us to sort out our identity and our relevance to our world. Amen. There's a scripture I've always liked since I became born again. And that is what this passage in Romans 8, which I'm not doing exposition on today, is pointing to. Turn with me quickly to Isaiah 62. Isaiah 62. I will have picked Isaiah 60, but I'll come to that shortly. But let's go to Isaiah 62. If you get to Isaiah 62, the last bit of it says this. And they shall call them, talking about we as God's people, the holy people. They shall call them, which means we are talking about a group of people calling us who we truly are, recognizing us for who we truly are. We will not be mistaken for sinners. Hallelujah. There will be a clean distinction between us and them that you say, these are the holy people. Do you remember? That those who call, Christ, who call the disciples Christians in Antioch, if you are reading Acts chapter 11, they were not the disciples themselves. Those who were observing them said, these are Christians. They, it, it, it is about tagging us, really. Say, these are Christians. They look and behave more like Christ. Hallelujah. So here it is saying, and they shall, be, they shall call them the holy people. The holy people. A distinction. As they observed, they will say, these are the holy people, the people of God. They carry something of God. They reflect the nature of God. Of course, for a people to call us holy people, something must have witnessed to them that there's the distinction between Sin and righteousness. Holiness and sinfulness. Hallelujah. But that's not where I'm going, really. The redeemed of the Lord. These are God's blood-bought people. Ariella was praying and mentioning what the blood of Jesus has done for us. That is not just going to be what we say. It's going to be what others will say. These are God's redeemed people. Hallelujah. 
Because they will see something in us that makes the difference. Look at what happens next. And you shall be called sought out a city not forsaken. The last bit you understand is city not rejected. Because they will see the presence of God. They will see a people loved of God. They will see a people on whom the favor of God is speaking constantly. A people beloved as we have, we have been singing. It's nothing that they don't go through the experiences in our world, but there's something that distinguishes them from the rest of the world. But the bit I'm looking out for is in that middle, and you shall be called sought out. Sought out. You, you, you know what that means? A people you look for. Amen. You know, when you are searching for something, there are, you are looking for certain things, certain attributes and peculiarities, certain things that are lacking in others. They say, these are the people to look for. A people the world will, be, will, will, will seek after. Are you following what I'm talking about? Find me one of those people. Find me one of those God's people. And this matter will be solved. You remember in the day of uh, Elisha, when those kings were going to war, Jehoshaphat said, I think that should be Second uh, Kings chapter 3. Jehoshaphat said, look, there's no point proceeding in this matter. We don't have water. We are drying. We are going to lose this battle if we are not careful. We will die. Our horses will die. Can you find a man with whom the word of God is? If we can consult with him, we'll have a we'll have solution to this matter. And someone said, don't look for too far away. There is a man here who used to pour water on the hands of Elijah, his master. He said, the word of God is with him. Everyone agreed and said, let us go to him. Hallelujah. One of them said, no, he wouldn't prophesy good for concerning us. But others said, no, you, you can't say that. We have to consult this man. Hallelujah. That's, that's a man sought out, a man sought for. That, that's another way to put it. You look for them because you know there is something in them. You remember in the day when the dream of, um, of Nebuchadnezzar could not be interpreted, there was a man called sought out, a man to look for. That's, that's the simple word, look for him. They had to look for a man called Daniel. You remember in the day of Pharaoh, when the dream became complex, nobody understood what was going on, they said, go and look for a man. They went and looked for a man who was in prison. Oh, you are not getting this point I'm making. So those are the people you call 
look out for. Seek for them. Look for them. Do you know that this is what God wants us to be to our world? A people to look out for. A people the world cannot ignore. Because we are relevant to our world. It's not necessarily because, you know, you know, we have a lot more money than them or something like that. That's not it. But there is something, even they may be the wealthiest in the world, but there is something missing in them that the attention will be pointing to a group of people. You meet those people. This matter will be sorted. Hallelujah. I'm praying this morning that we'll begin to see our relevance to our world. That is the key subject this morning. And this is not just about adults. This includes children. That among your peers, you'll be so distinguished by virtue of being a child of God. Don't worry, I'll come to sonship matter later. By virtue of having been born of God through our Lord Jesus Christ, that will make other children to look for you. Other young people to look for you. Other women to look for you. Other men to look for you. These are the group of people God is raising on the earth. The bridge between being born of God and manifesting as a son of God, we will cross that. We will get to that. But the first thing this morning God wants to drum into our hearts, the Holy Spirit wants to impress deeply in us, is that your world, your community, needs you. Hallelujah. If I close this meeting here, I think the message has been passed across. Amen. Whatever grace you see in your life is meant to meet the need of your world, our world. I'm specifically using your world because your own environment is your world. Hallelujah. What then is the manifestation of the sons of God that we are talking about. I wouldn't just assume that we all understand that from the passage, but let me just say, give a hint about that. It's about the showing forth of the God nature that is in us. 
It is living out the God nature, which we call the divine nature that has been given to us at that point of the experience of the second birth. Living out the reality of it, the reality of the nature of God inside of us. Hallelujah. When we begin to live out of that, and the world begins to see the true nature and likeness and image of God being expressed by us as his sons, that is what we call the manifestation of the sons of God. And from that, which is coming out of our lives, they can then benefit, they can profit. That is our own assignment in this world. Amen. There is a lot waiting for each and every one of us to solve. There is a lot waiting for each and every one of us to address. A lot. A lot of things will not be done until each of us begins to, you know, begins to walk in the consciousness of this. This should be a burden to you as it was a burden to one of my sisters in those days, 30 years ago. I wasn't surprised at all when I saw what step she took after we had all left the university. Because she caught a burden in her heart. Hallelujah. Then go back to the word of prophecy that came to us on the crossover night, 31st to 1st. Prepare your heart and your mind for action. You remember that word? It came from one of us. This is what God is saying. We can't afford to continue life just the way it had been, business as usual. No, let's prepare our mind for action. And what kind of action? To be the answers to the questions of the creation, groaning as in pain up to now. Because they must be delivered and be brought into the liberty of the sons of God. That is something we will look at also in details in the course of this year by the grace of God, as he allows us to do. Amen. I'll just show you a few things. I did start by looking at how just take our world, the Bible says this world will be and God will take that much. 
we began to talk about the relevance of light where there is darkness. I'll just pick that and we'll round up there in the next few minutes. Turn with me then. Turn with me to Isaiah, the book of Isaiah. If you turn with me to Isaiah 60, let's start from Isaiah 60. You know the passage. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. Look at what I'm talking about about the world looking for us. It says, the Gentiles shall come to your light. Because where there is darkness, people are looking for light. Where there is confusion, people are looking for clarity. Don't think people just like, people just want to stay in darkness like that. It's because several of them, they don't know what the true light is. Of course, there are those who shut their mind to light. But majority of people who are engrossed in darkness, they are hoping that one day light will appear to them. They are hoping that one day true light will shine. And kings to the brightness of your rising. Can you see that? Because they will see something. It will, it will bring us to their attention. And they will have no option but to come and say, we have seen something in you. It looks like what we are looking for. With everything else they have. You remember the wisdom of Solomon? The queen of Sheba had to leave everything. I'm going to go and see what is going on there. It was not for lack of wealth or honor in her own country, but she saw something that was different. Are you following me? Something of God. So Solomon was one of those people sought for. Hallelujah. To be looked for because he carried something. Amen. Do you get this point? Light shining in darkness drew the attention of people who all along, they've been waiting to have light. Amen. And that's what it's meant to be for you and for me. When we talk about Jesus manifesting what did he do? He arose as light in the midst of darkness. Turn with me to Matthew. Matthew chapter 4. That was what he came to fulfill. Amen. Look at that. Let's turn quickly to Matthew chapter 4. In Matthew chapter 4, the scripture has this to say. It says, <clears throat> okay, 
this was a prophecy. I mean, and, and I'm sure you know that this prophecy actually had been given in the book of Isaiah. So he only came to fulfill it. But go with me to verse 12. Now, when Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he departed to Galilee, leaving Nazareth, and came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is by the sea, in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned or has appeared. Light has manifested itself. Hallelujah. It became that light that shined in the midst of darkness and the darkness could not overcome it. Amen. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He had brought the light of heaven into the midst of the darkness of these people. Brothers and sisters, the darkness in our world, the evil in our world, wait for nothing but for you and I to be the light that we have been predestined to be in their midst. Amen. 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 You remember that Jesus gladly said it before I round up. One more scripture after this, and we'll close. Jesus, in John chapter 9, tells us this. There was this debate of who has sinned, who has not. Is it the man? Is it the parents or something? Born blind. Jesus simply said one thing. Verse 3. Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sin, but that the work of God should be revealed in him. I must walk the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can walk. Look at what he said. As long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. What was he saying? Darkness will not engulf my world as long as I'm here. Whoa! I'm not going to shout about darkness. I'm just going to be the light in the midst of darkness. Doesn't matter how bad our society is becoming, how wicked, how hard-hearted people are becoming. When light appears in the midst of darkness, the distinction will be clear. People will know it. And this is what God is calling us to, to begin to walk in the consciousness of from this year, showing our true nature as God's own people, the redeemed of the Lord, bought by the blood of Jesus, just for one purpose, to address the need of our world in his name. and giving glory to him.
I'll tell you more about how Jesus manifested his glory. Do you know that it was in the midst of a need, John chapter 2, at the wedding of at Cana in Galilee? They were running out of wine. They, their joy was finishing. The whole party was going to be ended. Are you following me? Then the Bible said, this beginning of miracle Jesus did. I think it's, that, that should be verse 11 of chapter 2. And he manifested his glory and his disciples believed him. Hallelujah. It was to meet a need. The beginning of miracle was to meet a need, was to address a need. Was to show the difference and restore joy to a place where joy will have, been, will have vanished. And the wine he produced, he gave them, made a difference because they, they had never tasted anything like that. There is something in us that regardless of what the world around us is celebrating with, there is something in us that is unique, that is special, that the world needs. You may see some people, they are jump, jumping up and down. They seem as if they are very excited and joyful. There is something they are missing they don't know. It will soon finish. But there is something in us that is everlasting. Jesus told that woman, he said, if you know the one who is speaking to you, you will have asked him for the living water. This water you have come to, buy, to, to get, it will finish soon. But there is one who will give you water that will never finish. We keep on springing inside of you onto eternal life. We carry something unique as children of God, as sons of God, that our world is in need of. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill, which cannot be hidden. So, our world is in need of us. Your world is in need of you. And that then brings us to the need to show forth the God nature that is in us. Let's bow down heads as we pray together. Talk to God this morning. We cannot leave like the rest of the world. From this moment, God wants us to begin to discover our relevance. Why not try and say, God, let me find my relevance in the world. Lord, I want to see this scripture fulfilled in me, in my local environment. Start from there. There's always a beginning for a person, for a people. Jesus started from a point, the heart of God cries to see us show forth our true identity, which we meet the need of the groaning creation around us. May the Lord open our eyes to begin to discover our place, our relevance in our world. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Have a blessed day. Amen.